Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I'm your host Sawyer as always and today we are starting a new theme. I talked about it last week. It is kind of like a modern murder mystery theme. Kind of thinking like uh, Agatha Christie but made for the uh, the new generation, the next generation. And I also today as a special guest, I have Allie back in the studio. Say hey. Hey. She's joining me uh, for at least uh, this episode and the next episode because we watch them together and I just feel like it's a fun one to discuss and I kind of wanted to change up the vibe a little bit because I've been doing a lot of mysteries lately and this doesn't stop in this theme and I really just wanted to have uh, a, a free discussion with somebody about the movie that uh, with spoilers so... I'm going to talk about the movie up to the hook like I usually do, and then I'm going to let you know, like, hey, we're going to talk about spoilers now, because I feel like uh, these next two movies in particular, um, I had, there's a lot more discussion to be had once you have kind of figured out the whole movie, because obviously in a murder mystery or a whodunit, it really is important to, if you're trying to talk about the thing as a whole to kind of know the end, the twist. So we're going to get into that. Before I get into that, I just wanted to say uh, that I forgot to say it last week, and I and I mean to remind everybody that I was actually on another show. I was on the Just James Horror Podcast or Just James Horror Review Podcast. I'll send a link to the episode in the show notes. And it was really fun. Just James had me on, and we just talked about movies, and we talked about um, movies that kind of made us or movies that were very seminal in our lives and kind of our relationship with horror. And then we did lots of just talking about movies in general. And that was really cool. We could have literally talked all day. We, I think we recorded for like three and a half, four hours and it ended up with like two hours of content. So it's a much more long form format than what you're used to with this show. But we had a really good time and I think I'm going to actually have him on in a couple months uh, for us to do a specific movie as well. It might be just kind of a special episode. Uh, and yeah, I think that was really cool. So go check out uh, Just Jane's Horror Review. Um, it's a great podcast too, just in general to check out. He kind of does stuff a little bit similar to me because uh, it's just one guy talking about movies. But he also does like horror books as well. He does book reviews as well as movie reviews. And sometimes he does multiple movies in one episode, which I don't do that. Which, so that's cool. Um, yeah, great guy. And um, just check out the episode. But anyway, so this week we are talking about the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I mentioned it last week, and I've always been really curious about this movie since it came out last year, and I felt like Allie was going to like it too because it just seemed like something she would like, and she loves a good whodunit. She, she actually is the one who uh, told me to read... Um, and then there were none. Yes. Agatha Christie... Middle school Allie obsessed. Like it was kind of like weird how obsessed I was with Agatha Christie, but she's a classic, so why not? Yeah, so I knew she was gonna like this movie and uh, the next movie too. Although the next movie we do is actually not really much of a whodunit, but we'll get into that at the end of the episode when we talk about <laughs> the theme in general. Uh, but anyway, so Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came out last year. Um, it's got kind of like a new vibe to it, new jet, like kind of Gen Z. Allie might resent me oh for saying gosh. that, uh, but kind of like a Gen Z version Ew. of a whodunit, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, and we can get into that to that whole kind of uh, generational vibe uh, later. But let's get into the synopsis. So very quickly, the film follows Sophie and B, who is like a new young couple who are invited to a house party happening at Sophie's friend's house just before a huge hurricane is expected to come through the area. 
Sophie is just a few months out of rehab and all of her old friends are still using drugs. So that's like obviously going to cause some problems. Uh, they were also not aware that Sophie was coming at all to this party, much less bringing her new beau. So that is like a big issue with the movie. And they, they, make, they make a lot of references to uh, her not responding to the text group, which I think that was definitely kind of like a new generation um like modern twist on certain things like social aspects that they bring up and it is integral to the narrative of the film as well and the plot uh because of what happens later but anyway so yeah so basically uh sophie getting out of rehab has kind of ghosted her old friends and her her old friends are also really rich she's also really rich everyone's really rich and the friend whose house she's going to is named david but uh it's played by pete davidson so most people know him uh, and he is just your classic, just like super rich dude who is addicted to cocaine and just loves to hang out and party by the pool. Just like, you know, doesn't care about anything. But anyway, so they were all on this text group going to have this thing get together. And Sophie obviously saw that they were having a get together, but never said that she was going to come. And so now everyone's kind of like taken off guard. There's obviously a lot of history between each character. And then uh, one of the characters, uh, what was her name? uh alice who's played by rachel sinot or sino and she has brought her like tinder date boyfriend that she's had for like <laughs> two weeks uh who's played by lee pace and it's such a weird role for him but i actually really love it and i thought he was going to be so gross because he's like this like 45 year old man who's like hanging out like he's a child but he ends up being kind of the most chill character in yeah. the whole movie <laughs> which is really funny but anyway, so you got two new uh, significant others. You got B, who's like this like Russian girl who you don't really know much about to begin with, and you learn about her later. And then you've got uh, Lee Pace's character, who is just like kind of there and like ready to have some fun. So there are like these tensions between all the characters. Uh, someone obviously had one of the girls had a relationship with Sophie because they seem kind of like jealous of B. And then uh, Pete Davidson's character is kind of jealous of Lee Pace's character because he's the only other guy at the party. And Pete Davidson's kind of dorky and Lee Pace is like really attractive and cool and chill. And it's just all kinds of drama that's stirring up. And you could tell that everyone just like kind of doesn't like each other that much, even though they're acting like they do. And it seems like a really like modern toxic yeah like relationship it's like the classic like we've been friends for so long that we cannot not be friends but we kind of actually really hate each other a lot and like throughout their lives they're obviously like kind of backstabbing each other yeah. like like slightly and they're like i'll come to your your acting gig but behind your back i'm going to talk about how bad of an actor yeah. you are to all my friends <laughs> yes. and and that there's that kind of stuff very toxic situation but anyway so as the as the movie goes on they're starting to have they're having fun but it's basically the most awkward house party ever where some people there's like old friends and new significant others and so people are talking about past events and other people are kind of left out but then they're like also kind of making people feel left out. It's just really gross. But then they decide to play bodies, 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 which is kind of like murder in the dark or like, what am I thinking of? Like mafia. mafia. Yeah. Or there's a couple of different games that are like that. Basically like everyone closes their eyes and someone's picked is picked as the killer. And then you got to walk around the house and someone's going to kill someone, but it's all fake. You have to fake like you're dead. Oh, um, it's like that one game where it's like there's somebody, the killer. And then you like if you you shake these hands with people. Yes. And then if you like if there's like a, there's like a certain type there's of like secret handshake. Yeah. You and that, you do that. Then you have the to like you have to wait five seconds and then you dramatically die. Yes. Yeah. It is that game. I think there's multiple different names for it. But 
In this movie, it is called Bodies, 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 which is also the name of the movie, which is great because we love a good movie that says the name in the movie. Anyway, so of course, they play Bodies, 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 and then someone actually ends up dead. And then that's the hook of the movie. From there, finger pointing starts happening, and those those relationships that people have been, the, that the movie and the narrative have been building up for like the last like third of the movie, they really start to come into play because now everyone's paranoid and everyone thinks that each other person is the killer. Everyone starts pointing fingers. And then once one person starts pointing fingers, everyone's like, yeah, you know what? She was acting weird. And I never really liked her anyway. And I know for a fact she did not like me. Just stuff like that. And uh, the movie kind of goes on from there. So that's the hook. And, uh, you know, I could talk a little bit in my vague way that I normally do, but since I've got Allie here... I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that if you really like the sound of this movie and it sounds like a movie that you might like, uh, then go watch it. You can rent it on Amazon. I think it's on Showtime. Uh, and then, you know, just pause the podcast, watch it, and then come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, then keep listening. And if you've already seen the movie, then just keep listening because we're going to talk about the movie with spoilers. And then that way we can have just like a more full discussion about the movie. So, all right. So for the, what's actually, you know what, Allie, why don't you tell us what the, uh, the twist was? What was the twist of the movie? Who was the killer? The twist was that there really was not a killer. That it started off with Pete Davidson, his character, making a TikTok video with a sword. And he accidentally stabs himself with a sword when making a TikTok video in a hurricane. Um, but that's obviously the first person that they see get killed. Right. And he is, like, he's stumbling around with the sword. So it really, it is... It gives the fact that someone, killed, that someone stopped him. But it's found at the very end after everybody's been brutally killed in some way. Right. Either by accident or by on purpose. Yeah. Uh, they find his phone and they pick it up. <laughs> it's his TikTok video in drafts, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it happened. So that was the twist was that they were all just feeding off of this paranoid um, delusion. delusion. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a paranoid mass hysteria in the house and i remember like probably mm, maybe almost towards the end kind of being like man these people are like starting to die like it seems like by paranoia like everyone is so paranoid and pointing the fingers they have changed who they thought the killer was like eight yeah. different times and that was one of the good things that the movie did too is because everyone kind of seemed like they had some motive, but they also also seem to have genuine reactions too. So you're like, either that person is a really good actress, which there's even a character who is an actress. Yes, that's who I thought. That character, what was her name? I don't. Uh, da, 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 Emma. I was convinced at the beginning, and I I'm not gonna try to toot my own horn, but I think I'm really good with figuring out twists to movies, especially like who done it. I'm pretty quick with figuring it out. And she seemed to me like she would be the most likely to be the person because she dies fairly, fairly soon. I think she's, she's like the third the person. She's like the third person. She's the yeah. third person to die. And how she dies. Right. Yeah. And how she dies, too. I'm just kind of like she could totally just be acting because that's the thing is that she 
like and they pointed out really early on is that she acts about everything like she's not actually mad right now she's an actress she there's like a fight between her i think she's is she dating she's dating pete davidson yes. they're like dating and they have this whole fight scene and pete's like she's not actually upset like go watch her she's gonna go turn around and she's gonna smile basically like she's fake right and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's kidding. Like, she didn't actually die. And they're going to walk past this spot at the end. And she's not going to be there. So I was fully convinced that she was, like, holding out. Because that is such an Agatha Christie right. move. Right. I was going to say, like. That's an Agatha Christie not movie Not only the, the fake tea. death. The yeah. fake death. But also, like, they set up the idea that she was an actress. So mm-hmm. someone to just, like, be acting one way. And then to just completely turn towards the end when yeah. you find out who it is. I mean, that's pretty classic. But that's what's good about this because also a good whodunit has fake outs. Yeah. You know, they have people where they make you think that this one is it. They make you think this way, but then it's the other way. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I really like this movie as a whole was because it kind of felt like they were um, they updated the movie with the kind of social media stuff and the texting and the way that the relationship dynamics work. But they also very much harken back to like classic whodunit movies. And then also, I think that the ultimate twist is very um, new age because of the fact that it was a TikTok dance and everyone oh everyone basically was high on coke and freaking out and just paranoid. And so yeah. that also just kind of works with like, you could say like our paranoid society and today and everyone's so easy to jump down each other's throats. Oh, I'm sure there's so many metaphors that this movie was trying to hit on, especially like with what you're saying with like today's society and... Uh, how our relationships are different than how they were years ago and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So I know that there was a bunch of like of the undertones, but it was, I, I did appreciate the twist. I, at first I was a little upset about, I don't know. I was like, I feel like that was too easy of a twist, but at the same time though, I guess it's really not because it is pretty, it's pretty different now that yeah. I think about you it. To, because at every step of the movie, you have to write a completely different yeah. movie than a regular whodunit. There isn't actually a killer. So now you've got to write these relationships into yeah. these situations where they're backing each other into a corner and accidentally killing each other or straight up murdering each other. How like when B hits Lee Pace's character with a kettlebell and oh, yeah. murders him because everyone, he's like an army vet yeah. and he's the newest guy besides B. So everyone's thinking like, Oh, he's, he's PTSD or he's they, cause him and Pete Davidson had some beef mm-hmm. just recently. And so they think that he's the guy and he's over here. Like he's also like the first one to disappear. Like he goes to bed while everyone else is still partying. So they're like, he had the, he had won the motive because he and Pete Davidson were about to fist fight. And then he went to bed, so he could have easily, like, gone out and killed Pete outside because Pete died outside. Um, so, yeah, like, that whole situation where they're originally going to find him because they're like, oh, my gosh, like, is he okay? And then they find him and they're like, wait. And it's so funny, where too, because this his character, he's so chill. Like, like he's chillest. He's doing, he's, like, he has his joking. headphones on. Oh, yeah. He's, like, meditating with, like, this, like. Weird yeah. LED mask. <laughs> yes. It's like a neon mask that he's yes. putting on his head. And yes. And he's just so chill. And then they, like, he's, like, because there's, he's prepared because he was in the army. So he has, like, like a, a survival kit there's a hurricane, the hurricane. And so he has, like, I don't know, what was it, like, a knife or gun 
something. Yeah, it, was it was a, a knife. Gun. There was like a or, hunting no, knife, yeah, a knife and like a couple of things. He had a bug out bag, which is basically yeah. just what you would want. And so he's like preparing, like, wait, no, like he's the one that did it. And then, but that, like, I, and you know what? I'm switching my opinion right here because I really did. I thought I didn't like the ending, but now that I'm really thinking about mm-hmm. it now, I do appreciate it because it did. It had to take a lot of creative thinking and like and a lot of relationship building especially at the end was kind of like the peak of like oh my gosh these characters actually hate each other and they've hated each other since they were like 10 years old that's what's so crazy about it is like there is just such deep-seated hatred for each other but at the same time like it's just it's just like you were saying earlier just a typical toxic relationship and the ending of it where they're just like fighting and they're like, I've always hated you. Right, like everyone's finally getting yeah. to say what they've always wanted to say because the tensions are so high. And, and then of course they say they go too far and they mm-hmm. say stuff that's like really hurtful. And then the, because they're still quote unquote friends, friends they're yeah. like, I'm sorry, I'm so forgive sorry. me. But then something else yeah. happens and they're right back to <laughs> just hating each other. Yes. And I was honestly like a little annoyed by that before the twist happened because The movie is a lot of people just yelling at each other and and a lot of unlikable characters. Like there really isn't any character who like B is like the closest Mm, thing to kind of like a likable character, but she's still, she's she's murdering. She murdered like two people. Well, two, I don't know. She, she, she she still annoys me. Yeah. She may not have been like the worst person, but she was annoying. I agree with that. And so I was kind of like, there was a definitely a point in the movie where I was just like, this movie is like. I don't know. It's just a lot of people that are just like not redeemable and they all have toxic relationships yeah. with each other. So they're just yelling at each other. But then once you get to the twist and realize that it was the, that exact thing that caused everyone's death, I was like, that's actually like kind of genius. Yeah. If only Pete Davidson didn't get his dad's like sword out. Yeah, it was like a scimitar or <laughs> something. And you know what? These people could have had a chill time, but Pete had different plans for the night. So... Yeah. It also, I, I really just like as a as a movie too, like cinematography wise, I really liked it because, well, for one, it had to be somewhat low budget. I know they had some big actors in there, but it definitely um, all takes place in one setting. Yeah. It's all in the mansion, which we love that. And that's a classic whodunit move as well. Um, but also uh, the neon, there's like a lot of juxtaposition between neon and like blackout which a blackout is like super big in oh, yeah. it's like and that was spooky that was, yeah. i will say like them walking around there's in like the a dark. hole as, when it's like when stuff is really going down and they're just kind of like walking around like running around in the pitch dark and they don't nobody trusts each Anyone, other yeah they're like any one of these people could have killed pete and like that part was really scary to me because they have very few lights and in normal whodunits, it's usually like a big blackout. Like I know a murder on the Orient Express is like there's a blackout. And then when the lights come back on, somebody's dead. dead. Yeah. And that's like I, I really felt like in retrospect, looking, thinking back on the movie, there were a lot of blackouts. And I feel like that was kind of a callback to old whodunits. But then as if to kind of like thematically pull in this new age vibe of like the new next generation or just younger people. Um, they have like a character like Alice who is running around with these uh, neon glow sticks the whole movie. She never takes them off. She has these glow sticks on all the time. And that really works as a, like a, a visual, like color palette, like motif of, of kind of brightness 
and and the the new you know new colors basically on top and there's a lot of neon in the movie actually because like the scene with lee pace uh, when he gets murdered he's and he's hanging out he's got mm-hmm. like that neon mask and there's like this red tint in in the movie or it's like a dark purple or pink tint because it's like in an emptied out swimming pool and like so there's a lot of different scenes that have these like really um, kind of stark colors uh neonish colors that you would see in kind of like more modern like indie movies uh, today there's a lot of that like kind of bluish red and neon and so i just thought that was cool too just kind of like they're they're really they really even though it is a modern movie um and it kind of acts like it's like a, a young adult movie i guess it definitely has a brain in the sense that it, it knows where it's coming from and i really appreciated that too in the cinematography um, as well. So, I, I mean, all around, really, really fun movie. I think yeah. it was really creative. One other thing that I think was that I just thought of that I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart, is they had a character that wasn't even there, but that was somehow still a big part of the yeah, narrative. Yeah, because that's so true. remember when they showed up, Pete. So he had a black eye already Max. because he Max and him got in a fight and Before Max everything left. happened. Yeah. So during this whole thing, while everyone's still pointing fingers at each other, like, but wait, what about Max? Like he could just be camping out somewhere. And Max is the one that comes in at the end and finds the two um, characters that are left that are left. And it's like, what? what happened here like right. he had nothing to do with it but he like we didn't even know what this guy looked like the entire movie until the end right but he was still a he suspect was a player. he was a player which in the i whodunit. think that is so clever yeah. because there really at at every point in the movie we, really it could have been any character exactly. because all the characters were crazy right and way. max was also one of them and he never even was on yeah. the movie which that is such a good idea to kind of keep like the because when you're when you're watching a murder mystery movie and the writers are writing one for you they're trying to keep you from guessing who the person is but they have to do it in a way that's not like lame like they can't just like have a character that doesn't get mentioned and then he comes into the end and is like it was him the whole time so it's got to be something that was kind of there from the beginning you just didn't notice um and and max was a great idea because they mentioned him over and over again and then even the characters themselves are paranoid about him and yet so in your back of your mind that's always an option and yet when you get to the end of the movie <laughs> he's like he hey guys yeah what happened here yeah that was really smart I, that's a good point i forgot about that that was yeah. that was really smart so yeah so this movie actually has like kind of middling reviews and i remember when instagram uh, when when it first came out, Filmstagram was a lot of people reviewing it, and I was like, uh, I thought it looked pretty fun. So I was surprised by like the like middling reviews. I saw a lot of fives and sixes and some fours, and I was like, what? And now that I've seen it, I just feel like it was a lot smarter than that. I'm still only going to give it like a seven point five because at the end of the day, it's, <laughs> oh my just, God. it's like a whodunit. I give it an eight, honestly. Now that I'm appreciating the ending more, it is different. Like I will say, like. If that, who was the girl? Again, the actor, actress girl. Emma. 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 If it was her, honestly, would have been cliche. Like, there's yeah. a new cliche in all the whodunit movies that it's the it's the sheriff nowadays. Oh, my God. Like, oh, that's, yeah, like, like, the new cliche, and I'm tired of it. So, like, mm-hmm. I this is different. I haven't seen a movie yeah. where it's like this, because there usually is, like, a character that's kind of smaller, like a janitor. Um, and then you also have the characters that are like a big part of it, but then get killed off early on. Yes. But in this one, the there was nobody. Like it was just a freak accident that happened to Pete's character, and then everybody just went into a whirlwind and was blaming each other. So 
this one is different. It is a lot different. And I can say that. I really can't. All right. You're convincing me. I mean, I kind of wanted to go eight, but I just, because the movie wasn't like full of like a bunch of substance. But now that I think about it, like, I guess the vapidness of the characters, they weren't that vapid. They actually had a lot to them. They, each character had a lot of development and they had a lot of history between each other. Um, but it just, I just didn't realize, you know, a whodunit is usually not a very, it's usually like kind of a one and done movie. Like you watch it and you're like, that was fun. And then, so it's hard for me to give it like an eight. But honestly, because of the way that they used the characters and developed those characters and their relationships as the vehicle for each death, I think that is actually genius enough to maybe warrant like an eight out of 10. Um, I would definitely watch this again just to just to see how it all plays out once you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that would be really interesting. So I definitely think this movie is a little bit um, unfairly reviewed, a little bit lower than it needs to be. Um, but all in all, um, I really enjoyed it and I recommend it to anyone who likes whodunits. So, uh, oh, also, it was really funny. The movie was like darkly uh, oh, yeah. comedic. And, and that's the, great. Alice, the character Alice played by uh, we wasn't it, Rachel. Loved uh, her. So, I can't say her name. Rachel Sinote. She's the, the girl in Shiva Baby, which that movie is very stressful. But anyway, <laughs> she, I think she's really, she's like funnier in this movie. She is a riot. My favorite she's line hilarious. is she's like, you shot me. With a gun. <laughs> yeah. She's just kind of like, she just goes. Like, she has, like, such a, like, uh, manic personality. And she's, like, also hitting bumps of coke, like, the whole movie. Oh, so yeah. she's just, like, talking the whole time. And she's the one, more than anyone, that it will just point a finger <laughs> and just start going. Yes. And then all of a sudden, uh, and then one of the characters says that she has, like, uh, bipolar or something like that. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so serious. I, I really feel like I really feel you there. Like I know someone that had borderline and she's like being really like kind of faux, like like uh, empathetic. And then she'll turn around and be like, you did it. You know, it's at any moment. So I, I really enjoyed her character. How she would turn on a dime. Um, and she was one of the ones that was saying some of the most like just cutting things to people but she had the funniest delivery she was honestly she kind of carried the movie she for me. did she really i really good. loved her character it was a bummer when she died yeah she was the one with the 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 glow uh glow what did you say glow stick necklace yeah, yeah. She, so that was good too so anyway so that's it for this week i think unless you have any kind of closing thoughts in the movie no i don't think i have anything it yeah. was solid solid movie now looking at, like i think you do kind of have to give it some time to kind of digest the movie because yeah. after watching other whodunit films like we recently watched uh, a haunting in venice yeah and like i was able to pick out who the person was yeah. pretty much by like midway through the movie yeah, i was gonna say about halfway I, yeah. I was already thinking it was that person but in this one there was just no way you could have guessed it no. because it was nobody that did it yeah so i think you have to like i think at first i was kind of disappointed by that but now the further back i look at it i'm like wait that's really actually unique. so smart yeah. and whoever wrote this really put the time to really to really develop the story and i think that that's that's pretty cool. I think it takes more development to do a movie like this versus one where you have a, a singular killer. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. But that's it for this week. And uh, next week, we are going to be doing a movie called Sissy from 2022, which is a Shutter original. And we've already seen it. Uh, and it is not a whodunit. But it does fit this kind of like new age uh, social media kind of uh some new things being talked about within the horror or mystery uh, kind of murdery uh, genre. This one's more of a slasher. 
Um, but it's definitely not your normal slasher. It has a lot more of a psychological element to it. So yeah, unfortunately, it's not a murder mystery like I wanted to. Uh, this is actually the first theme that I've done where my movies for the rest of the theme have started to fall apart. Uh, I think uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies might be the only one in this theme that's actually a whodunit. Uh, we tried to watch the next one. Well, we did watch it. Uh, mm. I was going to do one besides Sissy. Sissy was going to be the third. And the second movie was going to be a movie called Soft and Quiet. Mm-mm. But that movie uh, also came out in 2022. And it is um, uh, dark. Dark. It's definitely not a whodunit. And it's definitely not like a modern murder mystery like I thought it was going to be. The the synopsis on imdb was really vague and i kind of got the vibe that it was a movie that all took place in like one location kind of like some of these other movies that we're talking about and because it came out in 2022 i thought it was going to be some kind of modern uh lens um but no it ended up being a movie taking place of like uh, a hate a woman's hate group and it basically just follows them as they uh ramp up their hate and it and kind of flows overflows into them leading into like a train wreck, which ends up into a hate crime, which ends up into a murder. And it's just like one of the most like it's probably one of the hardest films I've to watch I've ever seen. I can't believe we got as far as we did into no. that movie. Um, so do not recommend Soft and Quiet. Uh, it is not it. It's I think that the intention was well done and the cinematography was actually really great because it was basically all done in one shot. So it, it, the movie has something to say, but I just do not see no. a, any movie where you're where there's no redemption. Like it, it's no. just showing you darkness. I just question that because I'm just like, what what are we getting out of this? I think most sane people know that you know, like being a Nazi is not good, and being a neo-Nazi is also not good. You have movies like American History X, who you you take the take the place of a character who becomes a neo-Nazi and then and then kind of works his way out of it. And that makes a lot more sense. But then a movie like this, it's just bad. It's so. just there's and there's just a lot of things that happen in it that are just really sensitive and just like yeah, not. It's just not good. It's just I was just not a no. It was just like yeah, it, so. it made me feel sick to my stomach and like the worst way possible. So we're not doing that movie. Uh, and so I've got to think about a third movie that I want to do that might fit this theme, unfortunately, which this is the first time in all of my doing themes that I've ever had this issue um, because I usually vet my movies a little bit better. But sometimes I want the mystery for myself so that I when I watch it, I'm kind of surprised and I didn't want to know too much. And this time I should have maybe looked a little bit more into it. So anyway, um, that's just a fun little tidbit. Don't watch Soft and Quiet. It's not uh, a movie you want to see. So I hope you guys have a good week this week, and we will see you next week. Bye.